0: Welcome to the Agent Leader Podcast. My name is Brent Kelly, your host. Thanks so much for joining me on another episode. And this is session number two or part number two of an eight-part series that uh, we've been doing. Last session, last podcast that's been released was the first of eight clicks. And these are all these clicks to your best version possible. And you can see behind me if you're watching uh, on video, or you see my special guest, who I'll introduce in a minute, behind his and his screen. Uh, all based around our Best Version Possible book and movie. In fact, you can get a copy of the Best Version Possible book. Just go to sitkins.com/bvp, sitkins.com/bvp to get your copy. And in this podcast, the series, we're going through a series of clicks. And what we mean by clicks are these moments where, as an agency leader, as an insurance professional, you go, hmm, maybe there's a different way. Maybe there's a, a, a nuance or an adjustment that I need to make in my thinking, my behaviors, maybe a specific action. So last session, last podcast, click number one was around limited thinking, right? And and, and my special guest, which by the way, I'll go ahead and do a brief introduction. Roger Sitkins of the Sitkins Group is here with me. Uh, I'll give you a, a real introduction again in a second, but Roger's going to be joining me on every one of these. These these clicks um, and his observations and experiences. What we talked about in the last podcast was that so often limited thinking is what truly is producing limited results. And Roger gave a number of examples, and I shared some thoughts in this as well. Now, today, we're going to get into the next click, which is about this fact that you can try to do this alone as an agency leader. Or you can build a team and encourage a team, equip a team and empower a team around you. So um, without further ado, I want to go ahead and introduce or reintroduce our special guest, Roger Sitkins, and uh, just get a quick hello from Roger and maybe just his, his, his thought, a nugget around this idea of going alone versus building a team. So Roger Sitkins, CEO, my mentor, welcome to the Agent Leader Podcast again.
1: Well, Brent, it's great to be back. And today talking about the clicks again, this, this is a huge one. It's maybe one of the, the bigger clicks, although I guess they're, they're all huge how they hit you. But this is one where you finally realize as an individual that you can't do it all. You can't get it done alone. And the reality is that you're not very good at all of it. There are only certain things you do that you're really great at. And I was sharing with you before we got started, you know, a million years ago when I was playing football in college You realize there are 11 positions on offense and 11 on defense. Also, you've got some special teams, but you can't play all the positions. And and the minute that that a, a producer, a leader, an insurance professional says, oh, you're right, I can't do it all because I limit what I can get done. And I run out of time trying to play all of the positions on a team. So you've got to identify what you're really great at and spend your time there.
0: Yeah. It's, you know, again, going back to the the first click we talked about was the limited thinking. I mean, to me, what hits me, Roger, maybe there's a better term for this, but this runs into limited capacity, right? You just, you simply just run out of time and you talk about all the time. It's the only diminishing asset that we have. You can't get it back. And, and whether you're, a, you know, if you're an agency leader running your agency, maybe you're a sales leader in your agency, a producer listening to this, there's, all, there's always capacity issues. And I think what happens so often is that as a producer, a leader, an entrepreneurial mindset—is that the, the the thought, the the idea, is that I can do this all by myself because I will work harder and faster and stronger than anybody else. And we see Roger all the time that you know that's that's I guess great in spirit, but as far as execution, it falls way short. So I, I've got a few questions I want to get your thoughts around Roger. The first is just overall. I mean, you can give me a number of examples or whatever you want to share, but. Where have you seen agencies or producers, right? Obviously, work a lot with producers. Where do they get stuck or frustrated with the whole going it alone philosophy?
1: Well, they realize there are only certain things they do that get them results. And of course, we and I'm sure everybody's heard this. I would hope they have the green zone. Mm -hmm. The green zone where a producer gets results and agency overall keeping their producers in the green zone. And as a reminder, the green zone activities are sales relationship management, continuations and pipeline building. So we look at this as a producer and we say, well, what happens to them? What happens to these people that are supposed to be generating revenue? They run out of time. And we talk about this all the time, that time is the only diminishing asset a producer has. So once they realize that, Hey, I, I'm out of time because I was spending time selling, servicing, marketing, technology, whatever it may be they're playing with versus saying, you know what? The way that I can really grow and and is when we have that big click about, green zone and when i realize i can do that then i start eliminating the plateaus because they plateau when they're not doing the right things it's pretty simple and something we're going to be talking about one of the future clicks is it's they're confusing activity with results and they get very frustrated because i'm i'm just not growing i'm not going where i really want to be so i think that's a huge starting point
0: yeah, I think, you know, Roger, you said that it's like uh, the idea. And again, whether you're you know leading your agency or running your book of business as a producer, it's like, the, you know, the intention is, uh, hey, I've got these things I have to do um, and I'll get it done. I'll get it done. I'll get it done. And at some point, you go, I, I just can't. And what happens typically on what you described, and we'll get into more into this in, in future clicks, but it's a great setup is the fact that um, what's the first thing that typically falls off is the thing that they should be doing the most. Mm -hmm. And 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 that's where the frustration is. Well, I have to take care of this stuff. And because they've built a model and a philosophy of me, 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 and there's parts that they are responsible for as me without thinking about what does this mean for we, or who are the people around me that can help me do this at a higher level, you get stuck and you get stuck very quickly. So with that, another question here is just from your your, uh, vantage point, Roger, what are some ideas that you have our agencies, again, and or producers, they can move more from the me to the we.
1: Well, first of all, as a producer, you have to understand that you do have your own book of business. You're, you're, it's really you're an entrepreneur, whether you're in an entrepreneurial company or a national broker. You yep. still have to think of your own book of business as a business, and it's your me, Inc. But then the big thing here is to understand that me ink is always still part of we ink and how do we together get things better? So it starts with that that awareness Mm -hmm. and then realize that as an individual producer, or as an agency leader, whatever it may be, I can't, again, do it all. And it comes back to something Dan Sullivan talks about all the time, unique abilities. What are the unique abilities you do that when you do them, you love doing them, they give you energy and they get you great results. And the vast majority of people do not spend the vast majority of their time doing those things they are uniquely qualified to do. So the minute they realize they can, the only way that the individual producers grow, thus the agency grows is when they say, okay, my me ink, I've got to run it as a business. I've got to make sure I'm doing the right things. I've got to be playing the right position, but I realize that I have to utilize the we ink part of this to help me grow. And so when every me ink realizes they're part of we ink and something we're going to talk about yet today, I know, and we'll be talking about a lot in the future and they get alignment, then it's amazing what happens without it. It's it's hysterical, like living down the way to the grave.
0: Yeah, it's uh, as you said that, Roger. It, it hit me. This uh, I know you're obviously a lot of lessons from Dan Sullivan, strategic coach. Me too. Um, another one of his books is the the, the book Who Not How. Um, mm-hmm. You know, which talks about that. I mean, it's just as an entrepreneur, I know even for me and you, we've had discussions like we ask ourselves, "How are we going to do this? And how are we going to do this? And how are we going to do this? And how are we going to do this?" And it's like, <gasps> and you go, "Wait a second, who?" is the right person to do this and it's just it's a different thinking and i i will tell you you know in my experience in working with agencies that are having great growth and profitability one of the things it's a challenge for sure but one of the things they've done really well is they've realized that there are certain things that they don't do very well and they let them go and they allow other people to grow and flourish in those roles And I think that's a challenge for leaders is that it's, it, you know, one of the things that, you know, I think Roger, one of the things that you say all the time and I'll, cause I want to give you credit is, you know, what got you here is not going to be the same thing. that's going to get you there. And so you see agencies that work really, really hard. I I got to X, you know, I got to 2 million or 3 million or whatever that book size, it could be bigger than that. And they go now what, well, now you got to readjust some of your thinking, which means you got to readjust some of your alignment as you just, uh, you just alluded to. So, um, I want to, I had a question written down here because it's something that you've talked about many times. I love it. You talk often about the curse of Saku. and, Saku. I'll, and, I'll, and, I'll, and, I'll, and I'll let you uh, do the acronym because it's yours, but the curse of Saku, and this is especially true with producers. So if you're a leading producers or producer, listen up, all right? Um, what is the curse of Saku? And what can producers do in particular, or if you're leading a team of producers, what can they do to avoid this dreaded curse?
1: Well, those of, that are watching on video are seeing me smiling and laughing here a little bit. Saku's source of all knowledge in the universe. And Saku is just a, it's a great thing because everything's about you. I am the source of all knowledge in the universe. And the minute you get stuck in that trap, you start telling people, call me. You say to your clients, call me. Text me, email me, call my cell phone, call me, call me, call me. you need anything, call me. And this gets back to the confusing activity results, which again, we're going to do more in our next click. But, But what they're not realizing is that if everything has to go to you, you can't do everything. You're asking people to send you things that you don't do. And it becomes a problem because the producer or the agency leader, whatever position, says, well, nobody can do it as well as me, which you mentioned earlier. The reality is you're right. Most people can do most of the things you try to do better than you because it's mm-hmm. it's their unique abilities. It's their DNA. But getting to the point where you, you no longer say everything has to come to me. And one of, the, one of the great examples I love is that you'll see people that are in the office. It's almost like people are lined up outside your door. Once you show up again, whether you're, again, leader, producer, whatever, service manager, they're lined up and they bring you things. And they always walk in, whether they've got their tablet in their hand, their their laptop or a, a piece of paper, they walk in and they say, Saku, we have a problem. But as they do it, they're taking whatever's in their hand and they're kind of handing it to you. Yep. And Saku always says what? Give it to me. I'll take care of it. I got I'm it. Saku. I can handle it. And the person gives it to you and says, Oh, thank you, Saku. And when they leave your office, they're going, Ah, it's a great day. I got rid of a monkey. We call it monkey up delegation. They're taking a monkey off their back and giving it to someone else. And Saku asks for the monkeys. Give it to me. Give it to me. Give it to me. There's a, a funny story about a dad that comes home from work, he's an agent and it's family's dinner and he's got a seven-year-old son and dad as soon as he gets done with dinner says i gotta get out and he gets goes runs over and gets on his laptop and he's handling all this work and the the seven-year-old son looks at at mommy and says mommy why is it that daddy always has to leave right away well honey he can't get everything done at work it, 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 there's just so much for him and the kid says well maybe they should put him in a slower class <laughs> I just laugh about that. But it's true. If everything comes to you, you're you're not that good. And that was one of the most important lessons I ever had in life about you can't be Saku, you can't be the source of all knowledge in the universe. This comes back to the the who not what, or who not how, and getting to the point where you say, you know what, The only way I can really grow, whether it's my individual book of business or my agency overall, is when I realize I can't be Saku. And this comes back to something we talk about as far as the the power of networking, Mm -hmm. is that if you're the smartest person in the room, in other words, everybody's gotta come to you, you better go find a new room Mm -hmm. because there's somebody that's doing it way better than you. So the key here is, is if you're looking at it and you're saying, call me, call me, call me, that personal service, We say this tongue-in-cheek, but P.S. is BS. It is the agency that provides the service, not the agent. And as soon as people buy into that, they realize I have a team of people. Again, there's 11 players in football for a reason. Same thing here. Take any sport, take theater, take music, whatever. There's never just one. If there is, that's a one-person show, they burn out pretty quickly.
0: Yeah, it's, yeah, Roger, we joke. I mean, just to go on your football analogy, uh, you know how much I love sports analogies too, but I just, I mean, it is. I and mean, when we say it, people laugh and realize how stupid it sounds, but they do it. It's the fact that you you can imagine snapping the ball to yourself, right? <laughs> then ha- then going back and then throwing the ball up in the air and then running down and catching it yourself, right? And you're like, well, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Um, but agencies do that in different ways. Well, I got to do this and I got to do this and I got to do this and I got to do this. And it hit me and this. <laughs> This is very impromptu, and this is a very bad acronym. But I, I came up with it while you were talking, so we can we can disregard oh, yeah. it because you have given me the disease, Roger. I have the disease yes. that you passed on to me. But I wrote down. I said that it's another curse is called Gallos, Galos, G A L O S, G A L O S. It's being good at lots of stuff. <laughs> and, and it's it's. But you know, and I, I had and the reason why it came up is I had a, a one of our private clients made a call a few weeks ago. We're talking about it. He's like, I'm really struggling with it. I said, one of the problems you have, and I said, don't let this go to your head, is that you're good at lots of stuff. Like you can do this and you can do this and you can do this and you can do this. But the question is, should you? And is it your highest level? Is it helping you and your agency get truly where it needs to go? And he goes, eh, I guess not, right? So it's being able, I think a big part of that, Roger, as a leader, if you're listening and producers is you gotta be able to let go of some things Which, by the way, isn't easy, but Mm -hmm. if you don't let go, it's always going to hold you back. Right? So think about it that way. If you don't let go of some of that weight, you're never going to get as far as, as you need to go. The Agent Leader Podcast is brought to you by the fine folks of the Rough Notes Company. They are publishers of the insurance industry's leading magazine and technical insurance content. Rough Notes Magazine profiles successful agencies plus keen insights from respected experts on a host of must-know topics. Rough Notes Advantage Plus provides the tools to help your agency grow, providing authoritative information on complex coverage issues. Visit them and learn more at roughnotes.com. One thing, too, I've got one question we talked about, Roger, before I get there, I I do want to make sure that I get some of your thoughts on this from a a strategy perspective. One of the things that we teach is idea of of a high performance team and having some form of a service handoff. Could you, for the audience, again, we don't need to get into detail of this, but I think it's important um, in the sake of this conversation of talking about, you know, moving away from me to we, because you mentioned a little bit, but what what is it, that high performance team? And then within that, having a service handoff and you, you, you touched on it, but what does that really mean for an agency and a producer,
1: Roger? It, it, again, identifying the roles. Yeah. Is what, is what we always say, it's the same goal, different roles, same goal, retaining and obtaining ideal clients. But there's an acknowledgement and an appreciation of the different roles you play. So it starts at the point of sale or the point of continuation where you start educating the client of who they should deal with. And if it's always call me, call me, call me, they're going to call you. They're going to email you. They're going to text you. All the things I already mentioned versus saying at that point of sale or at that point of continuation where you're literally introducing the service team. Here's our team. And a large account, you take them out there with you. On a midsize account, if nothing else, it's a laminated because it's so important as we always kid around about, but it's a right. laminated one pager that has the service person claims person, accounting person, training person, whoever those positions are, and the producer, and the producer is the last one. We have their picture and their contact information, and we're saying, here's the team that's going to support you. And think of the power of that. We're saying, here's our team. Here's everything we do. And those business owners, those managers you're dealing with, they have a team. They don't do everything. Why do they have all of those other people? So you're saying for day-to-day service, this is who you talk to. So that's the beginning point. The yeah. email itself, it, for, for most agency leaders and for most producers, their email should always be at out of office where you're saying, I'm not available. Now I'm out of the office dealing with current clients. Right. For immediate service, go to, or you can have the system redirected. Same thing as we've talked about this before with voicemail. Why does the voicemail say, hi, it's Roger Sitkin, Sitkin's Risk Services. I'm not available to take your call right now. For Please leave them your name, number, and a brief message, and I'll call you back you know, before you hang up, yeah. versus saying, hey, I'll call you back within 24 hours or less, but for immediate service, dial 1234 for in our case, JD Cahill, and, and just making sure that we're always reinforcing for day-to-day service, which voice talked about, we talked about on the podcast, yeah. get to the right person, the, the client's. 80, 90% of the time don't need to talk to the producer or the agency owner. They need to talk to somebody for day-to-day transactions. Right. And once they realize that, and now you're introducing the power of the team through what? Well, through a face-to-face visit with a client director, a service team directory, with your voicemails, with your emails, that's just saying, go there, go there. And, and here's the other thing, which we we kid around, but it's true. When producers and owners get involved in most transactions, because it's not their unique ability, they don't do them very well. Yeah. They don't do them very well. Eight out of ten are normally incomplete. Thus, the agency handles it more than once. And I know we've talked about it before, but you know, repetition is the mother of skill. Repetition is the mother of understanding.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, those are all. That's why I want to ask you because I think some people may have heard, "Oh, what does that really mean?" And, and by the way, I mean this is a wink, wink, nod, nod. But truthfully, we go through these processes with agencies, producers, their service team and our programs at a very deep level because they're not easy. They're simple. Hey, transferred over. But it's not easy. We know that. And, you know, Roger, to your point, as you said, it's like, well, gosh, why do I get all these transactions and service requests? Well, because you set it up that way. Like, I mean, you know, I mean, and part of this is, well, I don't know why they're not calling my team. Well, back to what you said. If you say, hey, if you need anything, you call me, I'm your guy, I'm your gal, you know, and you become that point well, then, of course, if we don't introduce to me, Roger, what's so important to me is, are we empowering those around us, like truly empowering them? Because I will tell you, in working with service teams and doing our account manager program, you know, one of the problems they, that, that, that service team members face all the time and I hear about is that I, I don't feel very confident, not because I don't know that I can do the job, it's because I don't know that the producer really believes in me or the agency leader believes in me because they keep taking stuff from me so i guess that means i must not be very good at this. And they may not say that directly but those are things that happen in agencies. So it, it's really really important and one of my favorite lines Roger i've used it on, this, on this podcast many times but certainly for producers but agency leaders as well as you know do not complain about that which you tolerate. Yeah. And if you're if you're setting it up that way well, then don't complain about it or change it. And again we we walk uh, agencies through a process of how to do that. All right. You ready for one more question, Roger? Sure. All right. All right. Again, thank you for your time and coming on here. Um, we appreciate it. I know that if you're not taking notes or, or getting some thoughts on this, well, what are you doing? Uh, there's some some nuggets that we're throwing out here for all of you to, to be able to use. But I want to talk about the outcome, you know, because I think you know there might be an agency leader listening going, okay, you know, but we're Listen, Roger. You know, Roger. This this high performance team, this alignment, these things you're talking about, moving to more of a team approach. I mean, yes, it makes sense. But you know what? We're doing okay. I mean, we're doing pretty good without all that. But what what would the outcome be truly of an aligned agency? Paint the picture.
1: I was doing some more research on this um, about a week ago, and I came across a quote that, quite frankly, I'd forgotten about. It was from Jim Collins in his book Good to Great. And he said, a great visionary company, where they've really got this vision. Here's where we're going. This is what great looks like. We're going to go from good to great. He said, it's 1% vision and 99% alignment. Mm. And wow, did that hit me? Because we've been talking about alignment so much. And maybe that's how it came to me in the back of my mind, because I read the book a long time ago. I've got a lot of copious notes on it. But it's 1% vision. Here's where we want to go. And and we talk about this all the time, the beginning of what we do with agencies. Where are you today? Where do you want to go? How will you get there? So that is the vision. But now we've got to have everybody aligned. Uh, Using the football analogy again, if a certain play is called, everybody needs to run that play. You can't say, well, I don't want to run that play. I want to run this play. Well, that gets you benched or kicked off the team or fired if you're a pro. Mm-hmm. And so when we look at this and we say there's this common goal, which we talked about today, we'll always talk about retaining and obtaining ideal clients. It's straightforward. That's what we do. Again, simple, not easy. What do we do here? What's the focus of our firm? Retaining and obtaining ideal clients. And by the way, earning referrals to, from them because this, this new theme that we're starting to share with people, mindset, every client from a referral and a referral from every client. You know, I'll say that a little slower. People want to take a note on it unless you're driving. But every client from a referral and a referral from every client what a great attitude to have. So what if an aligned agency was constantly saying to itself in all of their internal communications, whether it's a high performance team meeting, whether it's an organic growth meetings, whatever it may be, the the state of the agency quarterly event, we're always saying, what's it about here? It's about retaining and obtaining ideal clients. And as we retain and obtain them, every client gives us a referral so every client from a referral and a referral from every client agencies couldn't handle the workload now that's perfect and you know the great Vince Lombardi quote perfection is not attainable but in the pursuit of it we may catch excellence we've used that before what if just 50% of the clients gave a referral and we're going to talk about this more in depth but and we've mentioned it before but the big blinding flash of the obvious is that retention's not a problem in our industry we mm-hmm. talked about that the, but so we're going to return retain 80 90, 88 to 90% whatever the number is but we have this very low percent that give us the referral okay because the client experience is not good enough And we don't follow the process. But if we could just say, look, let's get aligned. What's it about? And for the 27th time, it's about retaining and obtaining ideal clients. And it's about every client from a referral, a referral from every client. What a great agency, because now there's absolute clarity and everybody's moving in the same direction, not shake, rattle and roll
0: Yeah, it's so many good thoughts there, Roger. And I, I was writing down, as you said that it's like, it comes back to this idea. We see these trends all the time with our highest performing agencies is, the idea of team selling. But I would say those are also team continuations, right? Uh, Team client experience, whatever term you want to use. But it really is a shift in that. And as you said earlier, it's not, you know, there's one aspect, which is capacity. I think the other aspect that you just hit on is experience. When we go to loan, we just simply can't give the best, highest level experience. But we're doing the things that you just talked about, Roger. Um, It makes a significant difference, but we have to make the, we have to get the click. Right. There's got to be a click of saying, where in my agency are we being too individualistic? Right. Where in the agency are we not allowing a person, leader sales to give up things and that's holding them back? And I think those are important questions to ask. And the last thing that I'll add is as as an analogy, Roger, we've used before in some of our programs. You know, we look at as an agency, an agency alignment. It's like, you know, the the four wheels on on a vehicle. Right, and, and you've talked about this. I have too. If you see a, a wheel out of alignment, what happens? And it's something we ask, you know, agency leaders all the time. Well, you know, there's there's noise, there's friction, there's frustration, there's a cost. We get pulled in the wrong direction. Yep, 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 yep. And the same is true with an agency. And sometimes it's going to get really crazy. I've never seen a car do this, Roger. But what if all fe- all four all four wheels are pointed in slightly different directions? <laughs> I don't know what happened to the car. Maybe it just blows up. But again, think about that from, from an agency. So Roger, any, uh, before we wrap up here again, thanks so much for your time. Any final comments?
1: So just a reminder, you, you can't do it all. You can't do it all. There's a, there's an old acronym that we don't use very much and it certainly was not ours originally, but team together, together, everyone accomplishes more. It's pretty simple. If everybody in the agency wants to earn more, then the team's got to work together. So together, everyone accomplishes more. Let's get aligned, let's get on this thing. Let's make sure we're playing the right position. Let's get our producers in the green zone 80% of the time. Let's get the service at 80% of service getting to the service team because it's a day-to-day transaction. Once people understand that they're aligned. It's really exciting to see what happens to the agency.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Thanks again. And, and we're going to get then just to give a, a quick preview of the third click. And Roger, you have mentioned so have I, is we're going to talk about this click of from an agency and certainly from a sales perspective, is are we a results-based agency or are we an activity-based agency? And, and what does that really mean? And what are some of the litmus tests we can talk and use around sales capacity? That's going to really determine, and I love this, Rod. You've said it three or four times because it's so sticky. Are we in the green zone? And that's a huge click of understanding that. So and stay tuned. We'll release that again. We've got, what, six more episodes we're going to be releasing on these clicks. Uh, we'll continue to build. And what you're going to find is that certainly there's some overlap. Uh, there are building blocks around these. But again, you as an agency leader, I just want to challenge you and I want to encourage you to say, what are the clicks or click that I need to make to take my agency to the next level and become that best version possible. So thanks again, Roger. Thanks for listening. Again, to get a copy of our book, share it with your friends, go to sitkins.com BVP. Love for you to get a copy in your hands to learn about all these things we're talking about and more. So Roger, thanks to you and everyone else. All the best your success.